this is the signal. I don't, I'm not an engineer, you know. <laughs> I hear you fine. Oh, shit. We're recording. We're underway. Underway. Welcome to Slash U. Class is in session. Take your seats. Grab a beer. Some of that stale, old-ass popcorn that you thoroughly enjoy. Mm-hmm. And sit down with your professors, Nick and Andy. Here we are. As the smooth movies continue. Episode 29. Episode 29. Yeah. We've come a long way, well, you, baby. You've come a long way, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. This is a good one here at Slash U. Real quick, Andy, I'm going to let yeah. the, uh, the the new students, the transfers, know that uh, what we do here at Slash U. <laughs> sure. If they don't know already, we are Slash U. We are a podcast that really likes to talk about old, campy, sometimes forgotten horror movies made between the years 1977 and 1988. Mm-hmm. We are not film critics. We are not what you say those cinephiles that are fucking cocky dickbags you know that people that talk to movies like this Andy like the structure of the movie had some really good (laughs) angles and some atmosphere that really made me believe that the director was trying to go for more of a unified okay we're not movie hipsters or (laughs) whatever (laughs) movie hipsters hashtag yeah we're not we're not professionals we will spoil the movie oh the whole thing and we really encourage you to watch it. So that's when uh, Andy would usually say, hit pause. Oh, yeah. Hit pause. Go watch it. Come back. Go watch it. Andy, tell them about this doozy we're watching. Well, this one's right on the edge, the beginning of our date range here, right? Janu- you, released January yeah, 7th, you 1977. Told me 1977, the beginning of the year. This is Drive-In Massacre, directed by Stu Seagal. Yeah. That's Nick snapping and enthusiastic. Yeah, this enthusiastic is like a... Snapping. Yeah, sorry. This is one hour and 18 minutes. It's a short one. It's a short one. And uh, it's very easy to digest. It's quick. It's a quick movie. They had to really utilize a lot of fillers to make this uh, a feature. Yeah. Because really, if you take it all, all that extra filler out. Yeah. It could have been a 15 minute movie. It could have been a Saturday Night Live sketch. Maybe not that short, but uh, this one's good. Uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's got a little bit of comedy sprinkled in. Uh, it's available for free if you are an Amazon Prime. Member. It was available for free on a lot. Sorry, um, it was. Oh, it was. Yeah, because I with my Roku, I've got a sure. lot on there. So I just went drive a massacre. It was like free, 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 free. Uh, okay. Some of them you might have had to have watched adverti- uh, uh, oh, advertisements, advertisements, as the uh, smart people say. <laughs> Aluminium. So, but on Amazon Prime, yes, it is free. That's where I watched it. Me too. And that's where you watched it. Um, this one was, yeah, like you said, uh, directed by Stu Seagal in 1977. Not 1976, like a lot of my sources told me. Yeah, they were, that's a bunch of lies. Drive that's all I'm saying. In, I just want to bring it up on my um, IMDb. Oh, go ahead. Right. This, as you're doing that, I, yeah. I, I want to uh, point out. Yeah. Uh, a this don't slasher horror fans out there that are don't be a jerk um this is what it is it's a drive-in this was made for drive-ins yeah this was made for you know smoking some weed and drinking some beers and you know like this was pre-jason this was pre-michael this was i mean this is really before i believe the slasher genre was even called slasher genre again i'm no cinephile no but this was something that that really stood out to me. Sure, was it? Did it drag on? Yes, a little bit. But am I glad I watched it, Andy? Yes, yes. So I really I. truly am. So I definitely have critiques, but oh, uh, well, I've that, got yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. things I really liked about it too. So uh, should I dive right in with uh, the cliff kill, <laughs> kill notes? Yes, uh, <laughs> a one hour and eighteen minute movie. We're yeah. diving into some cliff kill notes. I'm just going to give our students the setup so they can follow what we're about to talk about. Yes. Uh, all right. I didn't write this down. Let me see if I can do this right. So there's a killer stalking a drive-in movie theater in California, killing people randomly with a sword. And two detectives are on the case trying to figure out who's doing it. That is the setup for this movie. <laughs> That's literally it. I mean, um, I do like it because we get right into the killing right out of the gate pretty quick. But uh, that's it. There's some dude killing people with a sword, and our detectives got to find out who it is. Yes, they. they the end. It, it, this movie was filmed in uh, one week. 
Yeah, you told me that before we hit record. Isn't uh, that that's nuts? The 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 script was written in four days, and during that they filmed it. The drive-in shot, the drive-in, the, the the scenes filmed at the drive-in at night were filmed in one night. Okay. Uh, the reason why Stu wanted to make this movie, the reason why, like, why did you make this movie? He was, uh, he explained that his friend owned a drive-in theater that was abandoned. He was going to sell it and they were going to tear it down. Mm -hmm. Hey, can I film a movie there? He got free reign of the drive-in, the land, the land that the drive-in theater is on Mm -hmm. and was able to, to film, but he had a certain amount of time he could do it in routing up the actors, writing the screenplay and uh, filming it. All done in about three hours. <laughs> in about can, a week. I can believe that, though. Um, this there, there are a couple like awkward pauses and things here in this movie. Uh, maybe some forgotten lines. Uh, you, you can't really tell, but they, they have a little, I don't know, just some, I can't pinpoint off the top of my head. It felt like there was a couple strange edits, like where they, somebody like paused too long and they cut to the next line. Oh, you for, know, for just, sure. Just, it was in there. It oh, in yeah, there. yeah. This is, it was... <laughs> Typical 70s theater. You know? <laughs> 70s theater? Yeah. What I really thought was interesting was, you know, I guess the budget. I did read that the budget was $30,000. So back mm. in the late 70s, mid to late 70s, that was probably like yeah. $1.4 million. Nowadays, it get you a down payment on a house. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For a whole movie. Yeah, but I mean, you know? but think about it. 30000 and 19, you know, when they started probably filming this in 76 mm-hmm. to, for the release in 1977. Mm-hmm. But their budget for the soundtrack was ten dollars. Obviously, God, that. <laughs> so we open up to a, uh, you know, like people coming into the drive-in, yep. like it's it's a banging Friday or Saturday night. Yep. The drive-in theater is happening. Yep. This song is playing. Summer night. Yeah, the it sounds just like that. The singer's off key, and it's just uh, the credits are rolling. It's you know, the, the opening credits. You know, so and so starring blah 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 blah. Did yeah. we have a slashy for shittiest soundtrack? Um, this might win. We can. I mean, it's our show. We can do whatever we, can, we want. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have overlords telling us what to do. I mean, we, if we want to introduce a, a slashy award for that. Uh, I'll run down the list of characters because yeah, there aren't is, very many. I don't know if you need to bring mm-hmm. up, though, the the couples. that They can no. wait. The main characters. Right, I'll skip it. Uh, yeah, main characters. Our detectives. Mike Leary. John Koch. Cook. Koch. Koch. K-O-C-H. Koch. John Koch. And Mike Leary are our detectives trying to solve this case. Austin Johnson, a real dickbag of a manager there at the drive-in. There's Jeremy. Jeremy. Not Jeremy. It's the word germ with a Y. Jeremy spoken. Jeremy. Drive-ins today. The owner of the drive-in is named quite a bit, Mr. Van Heusen, but he's not in the movie. Yes. Uh, but we, they refer to him quite a bit, so I put him on the list. And Orville Ingelson, I guess, is another person worth the, mentioning. The creepy perv. He's a creepy perv, uh, but I won't, yeah. You don't have to mention anybody else. The people who get killed are couples at the drive-in. Yeah, it's it's and that's we'll, an interesting. We'll talk about that's it an interesting progression too. So yeah. uh, again, as that great song called "Summer Nut Summer Night" <laughs> is playing, Austin Johnson, the uh, bald <clears throat> before bald was cool, Andy. Yeah, shaved head for sure. Good looking guy. Well, no, I don't know if he's good looking, mm-hmm. but full beard, bald head, dresses like a Peruvian pimp, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, sorry but, to you Peruvian listeners. <laughs> no, but no, I really mean it. Like he's good, you know. Uh, yeah, he's got a, the classic seventies. Like, necklace, yeah, he looks good. So to necklace. all the Peruvian pimps out there, congratulations. Yeah, he's got the sport coat that's kind of multicolor pattern, weird looking sport coat. Where and, usually uh, wears a cross yep, necklace. Yep, and, believes uh, in the Lord. Is it a turtleneck? Or just yeah, a, yeah, yeah. He yeah. he's always well dressed. This movie could. I think that's what I'm, we should go for Halloween next year. Well, as, I'm gonna do as Austin Johnson. I think I'll go as Austin Johnson, but he's a well-dressed asshole. So we start the movie. He's the manager. Uh, it, it has a, there's a quick title uh, text over the uh, panning shot of the drive-in. It all started August 10th in a California drive-in. That's all it is. A little dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And that's how the movie begins. <clears throat> and then we've got, like Nick said, the montage of cars driving in, pulling into the movie. And as they're driving in, he's such a dick. He's like, well, yeah. you would think, hey, this is great business. Yeah. I know he's only the manager, but you would think, yeah. hey, the better business, maybe I'll throw you an extra bonus. That is what I thought at first, too. I was like, why is this guy such an a-hole about how busy they are if he owns the place? But we we learned that he doesn't own the place. Yes. He's the manager. For my first watch, I was, I was like, the same if thing. he owns it, he should be happy that business is booming. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. But he's like mocking the customers as they pull in. He's like, oh, smallest thing you got is a 20. 
you know, and he's like, <laughs> don't these people um, stay at home? Yeah, well, doesn't anybody stay at home anymore? And then this guy again, and that's when the, the our creeper pulls up. Well, you I know, think he says, here comes the freak. Here comes the freak, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, don't you go home? Or something that he says to the guy, you're, you're here again, you know, and takes his money, so. <laughs> he is. Uh, he's this, an asshole. Yes, it, it is very much of an asshole. Did we have another movie that, was it Prom Night with the Evil Dead uh, that started off in a drive-in too? Uh, I can't remember. Write you us in. Edit slash that you students, out. Remind us. Yeah. <laughs> what other I, movie have we had that had a drive-in? Well, there's. Um, we do connections well within yeah. our podcasts because yeah. there are some here. But uh, we're starting again to kind of get into the characters. Austin yeah. uh, is a dick. He's a manager. He's got a little uh, girl in there, kind of taking the money. Yeah. We see Jeremy, who he's kind of walking around with his little Robin Hood hat. Yeah. It's a. Yep. It's a weird hat. It looks like a hat that Robin Hood or one of his merry pranksters would wear. Without the feather. Without the feather. Yeah. Here you go, man. And he That's got good. his flashlight. He's directing traffic. To... Yeah, he does it all. So yeah. we'll get to that again. We're just, again, really trying to uh, learn uh, about the main characters here. Yep. But uh, the first death comes quick, as Andy right. pointed out. Alan and credited Alan's girl. Right, yeah, that's what I wrote. Alan and his girl. They don't Alan name and her. Alan's girl. They're excited. They're at the drive-in. They're talking about moving into their own place. Yeah, starting a family. Starting a family. So guess what? Let's get busy. It's a drive-in. They wanted it's the seventies. Yeah, let's try to make a baby right now. Yeah, let's let's ta- let's touch boobs and penis and let's go <laughs> let's go to town. I did find something kind of seventies-ish uh, when it came to their discussion about her work. Okay. And he's like, I, you don't think you, why do you have to work? Can't oh. you do it on my salary? Can't we? Right. She enough? says she wants to get a job. Yeah. And then, like, I make enough money for the both. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, a ma- like you can't get a job woman. Right, right. And she goes, well, what about enough money for the three of us? And he's like, what? And she's like, I want to have oh, a baby. Family. So they start to get busy. But yeah. Alan really likes the beginning of this movie. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> He's already he's like, seen it. Yeah, and he's seen the movie, and he's he's turning it down. He's turning down the, the friskiness. She wants to get all up on him, and he's like, no, no. Well, oh, just, let me see this part. I just want to see this just, part. Yeah, he just the, the beginning, I guess. Nerd. <laughs> well, what if it was like Star Wars, Andy? I've seen Star Wars enough where if the hot chick was, if like Cheryl was getting all up on me, I wouldn't stop her. To, say, yeah, to look I really like, like this scene with Luke Skywalker. It, it would be hotter. Yeah. You know? Well, to his demise, now we're doing it with with a great movie play. Anyway, <laughs> he should have mm-hmm. listened to his girl. Yeah, he should have, and uh, just got frisky. Instead, he decided to reach out of the window and grab the speaker that you bring right. into the car, so he can hear the movie better. Right. As he's trying to reach in, they're playing like Alan's girls trying to grab yeah. him back no, by his shorts. On. Come on back in. I want to touch them, <laughs> them, them, them balls, them testes. And he's like, well, hold on. Let me get the speaker. And as he's grabbing, leaning out the window and grabbing the speaker, mm-hmm. up comes a sword. Decapitation. Yeah. In the first two minutes of the film. Yep. And that is my... Oh, Nick's dick, dick girl. Shot of the week. Yes, it is the first kill. Uh, very fun, very of course fake, fake. But I mean, again, it. W- of I course, didn't it's think... fake. They wouldn't chop a real person's head off. Why did, I don't know why I said it's fake. Some Duh. snuff film. Yeah, Drive-In Massacre was a snuff yeah. film, but it's a practical effect. It's not CGI like they would today. You know? Oh yes, I mean Obviously. this was. It was definitely a still body. Yeah. his head is now off. Awesome. Alan's girl is like, looks. He goes limp, obviously, right. and she's trying to grab him in. Like, come on back in the car. Yeah. As she finally grabs a hold of his belt and pulls him back in, he has no head. Yeah. She screams her fucking ass off. Uh, it's a good scream. Yes, it is. Good. That's a good call. It was a good, great scream. scream. Yeah. She gets a gut through the neck. Yeah. Uh, sort of, uh, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I don't know where the killer was. Uh, that's the thing. We we don't see the killer at this point. And stabs her in the neck. Stabs her in the neck. Uh, she falls out. Jody brought up a good point that as she falls back in the scene, the killing scene does kind of drag on. Yeah. The fake blood goes up her nose. I noticed that too. Yeah. And she didn't. She did She was a. She was. She's a true coughed. to her form. She's true to her uh, art. Her craft. Her craft. Yeah. Yes. Acting. Acting. Yeah. It was. Um. <laughs> I noticed that too because uh, you know if you ever dive into a swimming pool and the water gets up your nose and you come up coughing and sputtering, same concept here. She's she's falling backwards out of the car, upside down, and the fake blood's running from her neck into her nose. And you're right, 
that would have made me go, <laughs> and they would have had to yell cut. But this lady plays it. Like she a stayed with it because it lasted for yeah. a while. Because oh, after what Jody said that, I watched it's like it a 10 again. Count. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oscar worthy performance. I wanted to point this out too because I know I've been blabbed for a bit, but they keep repeating a scene in this movie. It's the scene where Austin bald ass dick bag keeps going in and out of the projection booth or before he gets yeah. in the projection booth he lights up a cigarette yeah i noticed that it's like three times in the film he comes in and out of the booth well no it's the same shot oh yeah. they just use the same shot like it, and i yeah. know this happens a lot in film but this is so blatant it's the exact exact same he's wearing the exact same clothes right because this really to me happens over three nights but yeah. um so we know that uh we've lost our first two yep alan and alan's uh girl so I guess this is when we head over to meet our detectives. We meet our detectives, John Cock and Mike. <laughs> Sorry, that's how it reads. John Cook. Koch. It's like Mayor Cock. Mayor Edward John Koch. John Koch and Koch, Mike yeah. Leary. Uh, the camera cuts to uh, the, the guy. He's reading the newspaper, and it says, couple killed at drive-in on the newspaper. And, of course, you know, drive-in, couple dead. And that's how that's how the police are finding out, I guess. I don't know. Or he's saying, I'm just reading the coroner's report now. Something like yeah, that. it was the next day. Yeah. This is like the yeah. next morning. Let's whatever. So, but that headline cracks me up because yeah. it's just, it's like the airplane movies where they're making fun. Like it's just yeah. huge, huge on there. So yes, uh, Mike Leary and Koch are hanging out. Uh, headline. They're, they're going. I'm going to share that. They're going to have to investigate these uh, these killings, these murders. And they're kind of grumbling because obviously, they're like now there's going to be all kinds of crazies calling us with, you know, tips, and we're going to have to investigate everything. Is what Mike is. Mike's kind of bummed that two people are dead and he has to do his job. <laughs> you know? Oh no! You know? Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> he's he's like complaining. Oh, we have to investigate a murder. Yeah, that's what you're paid to do, dude. I know, but they're always. You know, how come they don't? You know, right. print the news when we do something good. It's always that's true. something bad. That's so a good I mean, point. they're always facing the negative. Right. This is seriously like reminded me of the old school. Um, police detectives movies like Dragnet or yep. Starsky and Hutch. Or, I mean, the, Starsky and Hutch the are shows, younger, but yeah, the movies and the shows. Like, yeah, yeah, if they went to Camp Crystal Lake, like if those guys from Dragnet went to go to Camp, Camp Crystal Lake, this is yeah. what would happen, right? The These are like random. those '50s, '60s cops that are right. like, "Hey, we're hard, you know, like we gotta." We're police officers. They wear suits and yeah, yeah we got short ties and, and, yep. and shit. We, we talk like this, you chubby. Yeah, but we yeah. get a little dialogue here. Of course, they um, talk about how did we uh, look up the owner? Uh, yep. the, the owner of the drive-in is a man named Van Heusen. Yep, and lives in Hawaii currently, so he is not a suspect. Uh, he's he doesn't live in California, which is where this takes place. So, uh, but they are gonna go interview Austin Johnson. The perfect asshole. I yes, think is what John refers to him as. He is what you call your perfect, perfect asshole. asshole. Great line. And that's when we cut back to the uh, <clears throat> the drive through, the drive in. I am gonna probably say drive through at least once or twice throughout this podcast because I'm okay, hungry. Andy, because I'm hungry. Uh, <laughs> the drive through. Are you really hungry? Yeah, I could use some McDonald's. I got it. Burger King Impossible Whopper. I got a couple nuts if you want to. These nuts was, in your mouth. Sorry, that terrible. was too immature. Too immature. We're trying to be more professional. Yeah, we are. Podcast. We should. Anyway. The rest of the podcast, Andy, be professional. Totes professional. Okay. So they go to interview Austin, <clears throat> Austin Johnson, the manager. But and, Jeremy jumps in puddles and, yeah. and he cleans up. Like, So <laughs> is that sh- letting us know that he's not all there? I think so. I mean, yeah. he just... We learn it pretty quickly. Yeah, you can see it. It's, an ex, it's a shot of uh, Jeremy picking the, up trash in the parking lot. And yeah, he's jumping in puddles and goofing around. Yeah. So they go in to talk to... The cops go in to talk to Austin. Who right. doesn't give a fuck. No, he doesn't care. Um, he says teenagers... He's getting the popcorn ready, though. Yeah. Well, he complains about how he doesn't get paid enough to run this place. He has to watch everybody or they're going to rip him off. Uh, he's got to do all the work because his other employees don't have a first grade education. Yeah, he's pissed. He's bitter. Um, teenagers are all one big zit with long hair. Uh, Detective John uh, Koch says, I've got two of them. And then Mike Leary says, he means teenagers, not zits. <laughs> and then Austin Johnson says, ain't no difference. I got this. Right? You wrote it down? High five. High five. I, love I totally it. wrote it down. I was like. That was actually some pretty good comedy. That was. Pretty good writing right there. But I wish this movie, I know it was filmed quickly, but the dialogue, there was some missed point. Like, I yeah. think you said it earlier, like, 
not the greatest movie, but some great points and dialogue, like Microwave Massacre, yeah. where the one-liners, like, there were some good, funny, like, uh, quips and jabs yep. Yep. that you really have to focus on and pay attention to because the sound quality is not that good. Yeah. Not not like the sound quality we're getting right now on these new microphones, Andy. You like them? Yes. Maybe we'll uh, get some good sponsors. The blue microphone is unbelievable. The yeah. The sound, I feel... Um, blue Yeti. Yeah, so anyway, no, they is. don't sponsor us. But well, uh, getting back will. to it, uh, not sound, <laughs> but that was a great line. So they, the detectives see uh, Jeremy outside yep. picking up trash, and they say to Austin, I thought you are the only one who was here. And he says, well, that piece of puke... You want to talk to him? He's an idiot. You know, and they're like, yeah, bring him in here. All he does is jerk off All around here. All he does here. is jerk off. No, I don't. Yeah, Jeremy's kind of like, no, I don't. I work. I work hard. So <laughs> yeah. he's uh, painted as uh, mentally slow. Mentally slow. He's not like, he does. it's not like he has Down syndrome, you know, or anything. He's just, he's portrayed as just a slow guy. Right. Yes, but he said he lost his teeth because of all the chicken heads and snake heads that he's bitten off. I don't understand that part. I didn't either, but we do know that he was a part of the carnival. So this is where we also learn through their dialogue that the drive-in theater yes. used to be a carnival. Yes. Van Heusen, Mr. Van Heusen, owned the carnival back in the day. He closed it up and put this drive-in on the spot. Because it's one of the things Austin Austin Johnson says. It's like, I told him closing up that carnival is just going to cause trouble. A bunch of freaks and freaks you know, horny and teenagers. And, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's, you know, that gets us back to Jeremy, Jeremy. Andy, is right. that... He was a performer in the, At carnival. the carnival. He was yeah. one of the best sword swallowers. Sword, sword. Giggity. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Well, oh, that's the, not because sexual. Because the killer oh. used the sword. Oh, because the killer used the sword. Oh, sorry. I thought you were making it sexual. No. He's a sword swallower. <laughs> I'm trying to be professional now, man. And, oh. you know, it's. Giggity. This is why yeah. sometimes things don't... Uh... No, I'm sorry for anyone I offended with my giggity. Well, that's why I don't think we get any sponsors. <laughs> I think Let I'm going to try a about true Anchor. crime podcast. Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. <laughs> um, no, but uh, really, we're not but doing we, a true we, crime. we really did find yeah. out Jeremy, slow guy, but he was a part of the carnival. And he claims to be one of the best ones. Yep. Uh, and that's obviously when Mr. Van Heusen closed up the carnival. He kept Jeremy on, Jeremy on to work. It's not Jeremy. It's important to know. Jeremy, Jeremy. spoke in <laughs> driving uh, today. Because Austin is like, I would have let the guy go a long time ago. Yeah. I think he's worthless as a worker. Uh, but Mr. Van Heusen wants to keep him on. Jeremy. Talks to the police. He, he found the kids cut up. He He's the one who found the bodies, right. And mm-hmm. he talks about how Mr. Van Heusen has a blade collection. Yep. Um, he taught Jeremy how to become a sword swallower. Right. So the cops are obviously a little uh, interested in all this information. They're also quizzing Jeremy. There's a lot of... This, this scene is just a lot of talking, right? Right here between the cops and Jeremy. Yeah, but we're yeah. still finding we're out a little bit. we're learning information. We're learning about yeah. Orville. Yeah, so because Jeremy mentions there's a guy who is a troublemaker who comes almost every night, and he he always switches spots. He drives around, he switches parking spots during the movie, and he's creepy, and he's looking at women and looking at couples. And he was the one that Austin too in the very beginning of the movie referred to as "Here comes the freak." Correct. Yep. Yeah, which I only learned on my second watch. Really? Yeah, because I oh. obviously did. You know, on my second watch, I now knew who he was because yeah. he said "freak." Um, they tell Jeremy, the, the cops tell Jeremy, next time that guy comes by, get his plate. Look at his license plate. Yeah, Jeremy's a, Jeremy's a good guy. Yeah, he is. And uh, so that night, what happened? Well, later that or, night, a yeah. car slowly drives around the drive-in. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes of filler watching this car at, at night drive around. Yeah, fast forward. Uh, that's where watch. We, that is where we <laughs> uh, meet Oliver. Yeah. Again, this is you remember we used to say this back in uh, when we started Slashy Andy. We watch them sometimes, so you don't have to. Right. This was on the verge of that final exam. Was definitely that way, but this is yeah. the first time I felt in a while like, <laughs> yeah, we had to do this for our listen for, for our, our students. Yeah, but we, um, we did. Anyway, later that night, a car slowly is driving around the drive-in. Yeah. This driver hits something. I, I don't know if it's a speaker or if it's another car. It can't be another car because then you know that. Yeah, been, there would have been insurance. Yeah, liability. Yeah. Hey, can I get your license? Yeah, I think so, he bumps into a a speaker thing. A speaker, yeah, a speaker pole. The and, sound effect was loud, like <laughs> like it was like he hit it at twenty miles an hour. Oh, the know, sound in this movie he just was bumped into beautiful. it. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> so it's Orville, and he's like yeah. what I like to call our little Gilligan. He's got that you know from uh, Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island. Island. He's got that little hat on. You're right. He's a perv. He's watching our next couple, David and Lori. Right, and he's getting a good look on them because David and Lori. 
good-looking young couple sitting mm-hmm. in David's car. Uh, David and Lori are having a conversation about um, his and his current situation, yeah. his current relationship. Yeah, he's Lori's, married with two beautiful kids. Right. Lori's quizzing him about you need to make a decision. You need to, you know, you need to stand up and, uh, you know, make your own decision, blah, blah, blah. And that's when he's just like, I'll tell, you know, I, I'll i tell my wife soon. And like, oh, he's married. This guy's having an affair. He's out with Lori on yes. a date having an affair. He can't leave his wife right now. Lori, I can't leave my wife. I, yeah. I've got two beautiful kids and I've got responsibilities. She says, you you have responsibilities with me, David. How? I'm pregnant. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And he digs it. Yeah. He's happy about it. I'm going to leave. I'm going to tell Doris. I'm leaving Doris. I'll tell her tomorrow. Is and that so, his wife's name, Doris? Yeah, I okay. got it the second time. Um, second watch. Uh, so they celebrate by uh, touching boobs. They start making out. And penis. And our creeper... <laughs> He's so At this point, we don't know his name. Uh, his name is Orville, but yeah. they haven't revealed it yet in the movie. But oh. I, I labeled him Creeper. He sneaks out of his car, and he sneaks out of his car and up to the side of David and Lori's car, <laughs> looking through the passenger like side he window. Up. Yeah, he pops up real slow, looking looking with a goofy-ass smile <laughs> yeah. on his face while they're just making out kind of over on the driver's side. And he's just like, yeah, I like it. And then And then he ducks back down. Uh, and goes away, I guess. I guess he, he goes back to his car or he goes away. We we learn later with some dialogue he goes off to the bathroom. Yeah. He, uh, but it, I feel like he gets a couple of good looks at him. He, he's getting he good looks. He's, yeah. He's I think putting he's trying it, to. I think he's putting it in his spank bank is what he's doing. Spank bank. He's putting it in his spank bank. But anyway, uh, it, it's now when uh, Lori and David are making out and we've got the camera over uh, behind uh, David looking at Lori. And she's kissing kind of on his neck. And a sword plunges into David's back and all the way through. And then a surprise look erupts on Lori's face because yes. the sword is obviously impaling her as totally. well. And blood comes out of her mouth. And they are both impaled with one sword. And that's my. Is that yours? It is. A dick hill shot of the week. Dick hill shot of the week, Andy. Socks. I like the twofers, Nick. And this is a twofer. And unfortunately, it was a it was a threefer. She's was pregnant. It? Oh, yeah, she's pregnant. Yeah. There you I go. don't want to bring that up because that sounds all gnarly and shit, but I will say that's bummed me out. Like, I was like, you know, why do they have to mention she was pregnant and then kill her? You know, like, I, I know. And then the a... first couple, your dick shot kill, they were a young, happy, in love couple getting ready to start a family. I mean, all this happiness just chopped up with a sword. So well, wait till we reveal who the killer is, then everybody was, will understand. Um, it was very obvious that the uh, David practical effect, that he was, it was a fake torso that Lori was making out with the, you know the shot the camera yeah. cut and she was making out with what was definitely a fake head with definitely a blood pack on the back and as that sword plunged in and she had something in her mouth that made it come out of her mouth yeah sure know. just for a little capsule yeah. this is so cool how great they kills stuff. though you know yeah. really at now I think we're at four yeah and uh, those four capture Nick and Andy's Dick Hill Shots of the Week sponsored by Shoes socks. and Socks yeah but that does bring us back to the detective station. Right. Where, next uh, day. W- the next day. Now they have four dead in the drive-in in two nights. And a profiler yeah. is telling the detective what he thinks about the killer. Possibly man. You know, he's a man. And that uh, the killings will escalate. And, um, again, the, the, the sound effects. I know we bring up the sound a lot in this, Andy. But you, you know it's getting busy because of the typing sounds. I'm like, are they in a fucking newsroom or are they in a police station? There's typing always going on. Yeah. I understand you have to type up crime reports and shit. But you're not right. writing a goddamn story about the new Walmart opening up. Nope. <laughs> So it this was, just, was a kind of a pointless scene, in my opinion. I yeah, don't know you, but yeah, the, he got second credit on it on IMDb too. But the psychiatrist, yeah, guy? yeah, police profiler, police. Yeah, I love. He pulls up a chair and he puts one foot up on the chair, <laughs> leans over on his knees, like, "All right, gentlemen, listen. <laughs> Let me Here tell you go. something. I mean, the only thing that would have been better is if he sat in the chair backwards. Yes, I thought that's you know? what he was gonna do. <laughs> it's so funny you said that, Andy, because yeah. how he picks up the chair. Yep. I really thought he, yep. the, and that was his first watch. I was yep. really like, he is about to sit on that chair backwards and go, right. you know, kids. Yeah. Being smoking pot's bad. Let me sit in this chair backwards so yeah. I can relate to you. Yes. Um. So detectives John and Mike, they have the sword. Are uh, there uh, listening to this? And their boss, I guess, is there too. Their boss kind of says, like, you know, get to the bottom of this, and while you're at it, make some good coffee or whatever. The captain. There's, there's all. There's the only time we see those two characters, the psychiatrist and, the, and their boss, the captain guy. That's it. They're not in the movie anymore. <laughs> They're gone. You know. So it's later in the day. 
here when they've got the sword. And you know it's later in the day because it's darker kind of yeah. outside. And they have their sleeves rolled up. Oh, yeah, point. that's a good sign. So they've been working hard all day. And they bring in Jeremy. He likes a lot of sugar. He likes a lot of sugar in his coffee. Yep. And they ask him about the sword. Right. He doesn't know dick about it. Well, he doesn't. But he also talks about how Austin Johnson used to handle the knives and the swords at the carnival. Because he well. was a barker before. Right. And, you know, if, if our, our uh, students and friends of the university don't know what a barker is. Mm hmm. Someone who calls out the freak show. Hey, sure. step right up. Come see the good-looking guy with tattoos and the tattooed lady and the fat yep. guy. The Come on up. Lady. Step up. Freak tickets. Wolfman. Yep. Yeah. The carnival barker is yeah, trying go. to drum up the business. So that's what Austin Johnson was, but he was getting <clears throat> sick of it, so he wanted to learn how to swallow swords. And he wasn't as good as Jeremy. Nope. According to Jeremy. Uh, he didn't like the knives or something. He liked the ladies. He couldn't concentrate because he was always chasing tail. There you go. So we now know that both Jeremy and Austin uh, know how to handle blades. And the cops are obviously a little suspicious of this. Um, Jeremy, uh, at this in the same scene, gives them the plate number of the creeper because he was there. Yeah, the, yeah, I didn't know that. That's a good point. Like it was, uh, it was Orville's plate. So this is when yep. we're really getting to learn his name. Yep, who he is and what he does. The cops know they, uh, the det- our detectives know they have to go make a visit. They have to visit Orville. You got to go to Orville. Is Orville Ingelson? Yep, <laughs> the nerdiest name that we can come up with. <laughs> it's like. Who wrote this script? What's a name of somebody who'd be like, he would, he's a, uh, uh, what's the incel, right? That's what they call them nowadays. Incels. Involuntarily celibate. You ever heard this? Means, you ever no. heard this term in the media these days? Oh, incels are supposed to be these like involuntarily celibate guys who are sexually frustrated, like, you know, they loners stay at home a lot, you know, look, probably look at a lot of porn and involuntarily celibate. Therefore, that's what Orville is. In Wait, this what's involuntary means you don't want to do he it. He doesn't want to be celibate, but he is, you know. But I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm involuntary cel or whatever. That sounds like yeah. some like Al Qaeda shit. Well, it it is. I mean, it's uh, yeah. There's probably folks out there who would say that they're domestic terrorists. You know, <laughs> well, no, <laughs> like you know. like, it, like it's like cell <laughs> groups living like in caves out in right, right. You know, no, but it's uh, <clears throat> incel is a word that's going around <laughs> nowadays. Uh, I am not one. <laughs> I'm happily engaged to a woman. And we're getting married, uh, but involuntarily celibate, and and that's what reminded me here of Orville. He's uh, He's got posters of yeah. That's where we go. He's he's got yeah. a great home and a great neighborhood. Let's just right. they pull up to this great home and a great neighborhood. And as Andy was about to allude to, yeah. he has pictures of bubes and butts on his wall, like taking out of a uh, like a Playboy or a yep. penthouse. Yep. How awkward is fucking that? Like even when I was in high school, I didn't do. When I was when I was in my college, I did. Yeah. I, because if you're having, I guess you're saying he celebrates doesn't have a lot of girls over. But even if I was going over to my homie's house, like to burn one down or have a couple beers and watch yeah. a game, if, if he he's had got posters, yeah, he got nudity. Sh- I'd be like, dude, take that shit down. <laughs> yeah. So you'd tell your buddy to take those posters down. I w- I guess I would too. That is a little strange. Orville, um, the cops are interrogating him, pushing him a little bit about his uh, presence at the movie theater where two people died. Um, the, the pressure's getting yeah, to a man. Pre- what does he say? Like they're, they're, the, It escalates where yeah, they're just he, like, he, you did it, didn't you? How did you? Oh, they. That's right. They pull out his um, rap sheet. Yeah. and He, he has a rap sheet. But they're like, the pressure. Like, How did you bring there? yourself to do it? Yeah. Why did you put this? How did you put the sword through both of them? <laughs> I'd just like to beat my meat. Boom. <laughs> I just wanted to beat my meat and um, <laughs> get that drop. And um, that's exactly the line. And and he looks away in disgust. You know, after he after he blurts it out, he looks away. The cops, the detectives, look away. You know, he's sobbing. So we learn that Orville is essentially just a, kind of a voyeur uh, pervert. They still want to look around his house. Right. And again, this dialogue is getting mundane. Right. Yeah, we get it. Orville likes to drive in. He considers that a hobby of his. And this is another great line. It's kind of on the low point. He's like, well, you have kitchen knives. And he's like, yeah. well, everyone has kitchen knives. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, Orville, he's right, detective. Shut the fuck up. Here's something I thought was really cool, too. The detective, while it was Mike looking around his house, yeah, um, John, Detective John, is talking to Orville. And you got some interesting pictures on the wall, which we see. Yeah. And he says, you also have some interesting books over there, too. So I assumed those must be Playboys or other oh, yeah. porno mags. The detective says... um, Maybe they'll, maybe they'll be collectors someday, just like those comic books. The detective, he said that oh. about the porno mags, which if you think about it, 
They probably are. <laughs> I can understand some Playboys, like, some yeah. of the, again, the first one with Marilyn Monroe. From the and maybe, 70s or whatever. But not Hustler or No, Wii probably not that stuff, like but those. Jugs, if they were, I don't even know if that was around, and I don't even know if that's a magazine. <laughs> what? Huh? Is that a magazine? I wouldn't know. What? There was one called Wii, O-U-I. Oh, sure. And that was French. like... Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I didn't get that line. And, uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> anyway... Um, I just thought it was cool that in the 70s, he said, maybe they'll be collectors someday. And uh, he foreshadowing, they, they probably are. You can probably sell a mint condition 70s Playboy for a lot of money nowadays. Well, we, we did. Know. Jody and I. Jo- uh, Jody's oh, father did? gave us a shit ton. And we had some collector ones. And I think we sold the whole batch for like... Dang. A lot of... I mean, because th- they can piece them out. But sure. I don't understand like ones of like, you know, like uh, truck stop... Hooker, oh, and, yeah. or you know, like no. those magazines. I don't know if they would be. Well, maybe it's they would. Dumb. Who knows? You never I'd, know. I'd, I'd read an episode of uh, Truck Stop Hooker. Well, Ingleson um, tells the cops, um, "Act like you're my friends when we go outside." They so want to look in his car. My neighbors don't get suspicious. Yeah, they want to look. Before that, they tell Orville before they look in the car. Hey, yeah. He's like, I promise I will never go back to the drive-in. Right. I promise I will never go back to the drive-in. That's and right. was like, Yeah, you stop going to the drive-in. Those those fucking killings stop. I'm fucking coming for you. Yeah. Let's go check your car. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a great scene. Right. Act like you're my friend so the neighbors don't. <laughs> yeah. So he's kind of walking out in front of the house. He's like, well, it's great to, it was great to see you guys. You know, he's, he's making like small talk with our two detectives because he doesn't want his neighbors to think that he's under investigation or something. <laughs> I don't know. Take a look at my car. It's great. Yep. Look at all that trunk space. Yeah. Look in the trunk. Oh, this scene cracked me up first and second watch because the cops start doing their job. They're they're saying like he's like, Can you act like my friends? They're like, Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. And they just start looking through his car. Which is something my buddies do all the time when they come over. But <laughs> yeah. right, you just looked in my car today. Yes, I did. You came over. Yeah. So I like your floor mats. Um Detective Mike pulls out a bloody uh, cloth or rag or something and um, chase begins. holds it up and Orville takes off. Yep. Yeah. And so this is one of the most action-packed st- shots, things of the movie. Beep, beep, yeah. um, Detective Mike runs after Orville on foot, and John jumps in the car. Detective John jumps in the car to head him off. They catch him. These two big dudes, that yeah. the Detective John. Ch- yeah, dude. Because yeah. Orville's a skinny, younger guy. I mean, But the detectives are... They're on him. Quick, and they get him, and he starts yelling about uh, he hit a dog on his way home from the drive-thru. It's not, you know, it's blood from a dog. I hit a dog, and I took it to the all-night vet, whatever. And um, they haul him in, and I, this is the one thing I like. We cut to an exterior shot of the yes. police station, and you hear a quick voiceover of someone just calling them on the phone saying, Yeah, detective. We got to kick him loose. We got to turn him loose. It was it was a dog's blood. That was a good call, Andy. I like that shot, too, because it was quick. Yep. Very simple to do it. a backstory. Yes, yep. that's how simple a backstory is. It's just a one-off line that says, "Yeah, Orville's off the hook. He, he his story checks out, yeah. more or less." So, so th- later that night, we're uh, we're back at the drive-in, and the cops are on a stakeout. I yeah. love how uh, <laughs> the detectives, Detective Mike, is dressed like dressed a woman. as a woman. So he's supposed to be John's date. Detective yeah, or John's his, date. no, actually his wife, because they make the joke. The banter that goes on there, like, this is why the yes. movie has to be watched this twice. That's right. This was Because I really wanted to focus in on what they were saying, <laughs> and their banter back and forth is great. But why dress like a woman? Uh, to nab the killer? To try, because the killer, they assume, likes to look at couples that are doing it. Yep. Like an Orville type. Yep. Um, but as they are joking around, looking at the drive-in theater, and number one, why are people going back? I don't know. There's been four two, people have yeah, died in the past been, two nights, been, yeah. and they're like, "Hey, let's go watch it." More on that. Yeah. So, uh, but guess who pulls up? Guess who's at the drive-in? The guy who said he's never going back old, to the drive-in. Old, old pervy Orv. Orville. So his um, wiener, uh, obviously doing the thinking for him. Because he told the cops, he just likes I'll to, never go back. But And the reason why he likes to go to the drive-in is because... <laughs> he just wants to beat his meat. just wants to beat his meat, Andy. Come on, now. <laughs> As we a vegetarian, Nick, do you do you use that phrase? Or? No. No? No, no, oh, okay. no, no. Um, I use... Uh, Stroke his carrot or no, whatever. Spank my spinach. I <laughs> <laughs> just came off the head, man. That's great. Thank you. So Spank to all those vegans spinach. out there that want... All those vegetarians and vegans. Uh, and for our 
And then, or um, <clears throat> rub the soybean. That okay. was if I was a That's female. A good one. Yeah. I will wow. say that we um, wow. professional. Are We're very professional. Very professional. Stay with us, everyone. We're so. um, our detectives who are undercover. Yep. Uh, one of them's undercover. Uh, notices Orville, but we're also, as the viewers of this film, we're going to meet Jim and Jim's date, Kathy. Kathy. She's not. He never says her name in the movie. No, it's in the IMDb. Credits. Yeah, it is in the IMDb, but they never yeah. say her name. Uh, we'll go with Jim and his date, Kathy. Jim wants a little action, man. He, he wants, just wants to, to get busy. He wants to, he, you know, wants to do a little, do a little deuce. And uh, <laughs> she is not having it. No, she's seen the movie twice. Twice, and no, she's just. But like she fucking, wants to watch it again, just like Alan. Her and Alan would have been, been a, a better couple. couple. Yes. They would have sat there and watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like nor- they wouldn't have I made guess out they're or anything. The same movie, yeah. Right. And then Alan's date and Jim would have been able to hook up. But uh, anyway. So Jim's frustrated because he's trying, you know, he he fully unbuttons Kathy's blouse and un- it's a front clasping bra and he gets it unhooked. Yeah. And we do see a little booby in this shot while Jim's trying to, and she's like, no, I, she's trying to, they're lip locked and she's trying to pull her lips yeah, that's away what from I wrote. Him. No, I want to watch the movie. Yeah, I wrote Jim, no means no. <laughs> yeah. Jim, no means no, you motherfucker. <laughs> she doesn't want any of this to happen. So um, he... Splits and he just he ducks out. He ducks yeah. out. He's I'm like, well, "Fuck! You want to watch the movie? I'm gonna go maybe rub one out in the uh, drive-in yeah, bathroom, which beat is really meat. creepy. Beat his meat in the bathroom. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Jeremy's watching. She her. didn't care either. You notice that? No, he she just went, left and she's she like, went back to watching yeah, the movie. She buttoned up her blouse, so put her bra back, put her bra back, and buttoned yeah. up, and was like, "I want to watch the movie, and I'm going to watch the movie." Yeah, another goof. She was wearing a wig, and totally was. And then you straightened it. Yeah, at point, yeah, because her blonde hair was falling out. I don't know why they needed to do that. Maybe yeah. Maybe she didn't want to be known to be in that crappy-ass movie. No, it's a know. good movie. Why put a wig on her? Uh, Jeremy approaches the cop car and yep. uh, notices <laughs> that our detectives are dressed uh, are dressed as... One's dressed as a female and one's a... Why are you dressed like that? Yeah. Yeah. This and, is more comedy in the movie. Yeah, and he they're like, Jeremy, beat it. Move it on. Uh, you know, get, get, get back to blow work. Their we got cover. this. Yeah. Yeah. Because Jeremy then, starts pointing at Orville. He's right over there in that car over there. And the guy's like, yeah, we know. We got it. Yeah, can and see Austin him. sees yeah. Jeremy. And he yeah. gets pissed. He gets pissed at the cops. He's yeah. like, And then he's like, sorry, ma'am. He looks at the other cops yeah. and still thinks it's Austin, a fever. Yeah. Austin just lays like, oh, you goddamn cops. cops? Oh, oh, sorry, ma'am. Sorry, ma'am. You goddamn cop. <laughs> yeah. So this is a great to kind of what foreshadows for a, a line that uh, Austin, even though he's a dick, he does have some good lines. Yeah. Uh, they are trying to solve the crime, so they... they they, they, you know, they, they, they piss off from the detective's car. Right. Austin kicking Jeremy back to work. Yep. As they're, you know, leaving the cop cars, we, we go back to Jim, who is probably not as pissed off anymore because he yeah. wasn't be able to get well, the Well, uh, the detectives, um, Detective Mike said he has to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. And, uh. You gonna piss on the hubcaps? Yeah. And, uh, you gonna piss on the hubcaps? Yeah. Uh, Detective John's like, you're gonna go dress like that? Or, no, Detective Mike said, which, which bathroom should I go to? Yeah. And detect because he's dressed as a woman, and Detective John says, well, "Go to the one you normally go to, <laughs> the men's bathroom." And and Mike's like, "Dress like this, like just go piss in the bushes and come yeah. back." And he gets out of the car with like his purse, you know, and he drops something <laughs> on the got ground. Like a Jamiroquai hat on, yeah, like, it's like a big, it's a real tall, yeah, leprechaun motherfucking, yeah. Hat. And he drops something on the ground that goes like under the car, so so. Mike's trying to get it under the car. John gets out of the car, and they're both fumbling around. That's when Jim comes back to his car, and his date, Kathy, is dead. Yeah, well, he starts the car and pulls away. Like He doesn't even say hi to her, like, hey, I'm sorry I left, or how are you as a movie. I mean, he gets in the car, starts it off, and backs up, and when he hits reverse, the yeah, head falls Her off. head falls off. That's so pretty funny. So then he's to decapitate her. Yep. And then leave her head. Yeah. Precisely put her head back in. Yep. Yep. Like, you know, whoo, whoo, maybe so put a when, stick right. of gum or something. Yeah. And Jim jumps up and yells, she's dead, she's dead, help, help. And the, the cops come running over uh, and they, oh my God, she's dead. Where is um, Ingleson? Orville. Where's Orville? Uh, and they run to Orville's car. Orville's dead too. Orville's got a slash in his throat. He's dead too. He's got a slash you in his throat. So uh, this, this movie, killer. I know we didn't really dive into it, Andy, but the, the banter between the cop and the, but the, sorry, the detectives, while one is dressed as a, a female, his wife, yeah, and one is dressed as the husband, you know, just the banter between them both is some it's, good. It's yeah. some good banter. It's so funny. I don't stuff. want to dive into it, but you know, yeah. I think it's kind of. Detective Mike said something like, you know, 
why do you let's let's get let's go he tries to like kiss him he's like get off me your breath stinks yeah or, you're, you know. <laughs> he's like it's only been two hours and you we've already been married don't, yeah we've, we've been, been married two hours, hours and, you and you're already sick of me it's um, it's funny stuff after the killings now so this is uh six people dead at the uh, yeah six people dead at the drive-in they want to talk to austin they haul in austin the manager dickhead Johnson. he you know he's yelling at the cops i haven't picked up a knife since the carnival closed um yeah, how do you cut your sandwiches fool <laughs> oh i just I was like, there like, was like two seconds where i was like in space he hasn't picked up a knife what do they serve sandwiches at i don't know but how does he cut anything ever at all in the kitchen if he doesn't pick up a knife he's well always, i'm lawyering i'm lawyering him you've never picked up a knife ever since the carnival <laughs> how do you cut things when you're eating meals um but he's a dick uh, Jeremy is station. now like it looked like he was becoming a little police assistant. Yeah, he brings sandwiches for the cops. Yeah, and I love it. Austin looks at him and goes, "Watch it! You might be eating your father." Meaning that uh, <laughs> Jeremy's probably you know they're eating a pig because it's ham. So Jeremy's father is a pig. Like he has some funny lines. Austin well, does. Austin's calling the cops pigs. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he's also like looking at Jeremy because he kind of thinks he's a traitor because now he's yeah he's. Honestly, it feels like, and would you work? Isn't he still a suspect? Like, I don't know if, if, if I would want a suspect in a uh, ongoing police investigation to hand get me a close sandwich. to me. Yeah, hand me a ham sandwich. I could yeah, probably have roofie or it's anthrax almost, in it. You're right. At this point, it's like the detectives are kind of buddies with mm-hmm. Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy's only uh, almost a deputy you know fetching fetching sandwiches for them he's like doofy he's like a little junior detective intern for yeah yeah um austin coffee austin is so pissed at this he fires him yep get your stuff another line that happens too is that the detectives want austin to close down the drive-in he refuses because business is booming wtf what bruh how 30. in the fuck is business booming when six people have died in it's, three nights? Obviously, the newspapers are horrible at picking this up and reporting it. Well, the first we saw the first we saw was, one headline. The headline, seriously. But you're right. There's one been page. six people murdered in three nights, and business is booming. Well, I'm sure like our listeners would be like, we'd they'd be like, hell, I'd go. You know, but well, this, yeah, this is this isn't re- this is real life. Yeah, if it was real life, it is real life. We get to that. Um, so this is real quick. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just do this one. Um, <clears throat> yeah. We get uh, Austin takes off to go open the. Um, He's like, either haul me in and arrest me. Yeah, he or goes get back to open bath. the drive and up for the night. Jeremy is fired. Yeah. So he, uh, instead of going to the drive in, he decides to walk around a carny, which was filmed illegally. This is a total time filler. We hear. With flashbacks to dialogue like, yeah. are you a knife collector? You are a sword swallower? So this is like seriously a five-minute clip of Jeremy walking around a a, a real-life carnival that was illegally filmed. Yeah. No licenses to He's film He's going this. down memory lane. Yeah, there's VO, echoey voiceover of him. And, and now the greatest show, yeah. Jeremy the Sword Swallower. And, and it stuff. brings us to the warehouse Yeah, where there's a, this is legit. In IMDb, they, this was a, to filler. make the movie feature length. They added this scene. The detectives get a call about a guy at a warehouse with a machete. The great George Buck Flower. The police have him cornered there, and so they're like, "That could be our guy. Let's go." Uh, and you're right; it's filler. I fast forwarded through much of it on my second watch. Did you? Or did you watch the whole thing? My second watch. My second watch through. I fast forward. I fast forward through it all. Yeah. The only thing that I got out of this, Andy, if it's uh, okay, just to hop on this. Uh, yeah. That's George Buck Flower who. Um, most people might know, I would think most people might know from the bum in the 1985 picture, uh, Back to the Future. Oh, on the bench? Yeah, the bum. Get out of here. Wow. He's played so many bums. I started going through his IMDb. Yeah. Bum, 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 drunk, drunk, drunk. Why really? Why he's like... Talk he, about pigeonholed. Yes, wow. but he's also a writer, producer. His daughter in this, who's credited as Little Girl in Warehouse, yep. that's his real daughter in real life. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Wow. And uh, she went on to become a wardrobe specialist for TV shows like... Um, uh, Drake and Josh, that Nickelodeon yeah. show. Um, uh, None of this is made up. You're, no, you're, no, this no, is no, all no. Legit. I'm being honest. Because yeah, I know I, how you like to fuck with me. Oh, yeah, I know. No, no, yeah. this is, I'm not, I'm really reading off this, but <laughs> George Buck Flower and even our uh, lead detective, Carpenter, always liked. He was, yeah. uh, <clears throat> Carpenter liked to feature them in some of their films, but Buck Flower, um, 
with his daughter, a filler that totally made no sense, but no. they had to shoot it to make it a feature-length film. So this is all just for time. Yes. This guy ends up to just be a wacko who took his own daughter hostage because the cops end up shooting him dead. Yep. And the girl, little girl's like, why'd you have to do that? Why'd you shoot my dad? Yeah, he you killed know? my mom and my aunt. He's sick. He killed my mom and my aunt. <laughs> and he just broke out of the hospital this, this morning. morning. So Sorry, we know it's not the killer that they're looking for. Yeah, but the, even the detectives, again, outside shot of the police station. Yeah. Sorry, little girl. I yeah. hated to kill your father. I feel Wait, really bad. No, your father had you by the neck with a machete, had yeah. a gun on him, yeah. killed your mother and your mother's sister. He was obviously a violent criminal. Yeah, but... Uh, and, and he had a gun. I think he was going at the police, like... They shot him. I yeah, mean, but now they really feel like it's the bald head dick bag. Because this, uh, they, oh, um, I think it was Detective John said, I was about to pop uh, Johnson last night when he came at Jeremy while we were at, on stakeout. And then Detective Mike says, yeah, he left the projector, projector booth. Didn't you realize that? And they're like, yeah, he did. Let's go get that son of a bitch. He said he couldn't leave the projector booth during the movie, but he totally did. Yep, he did. And that's when it dawns on them, like, this guy could be the one. He could be the one. So we're back at the drive-in for the fourth night. Uh, Jeremy is back as well. He's got a suitcase packed. Uh, Arlene tries to stop him. And we've already told told our listeners, our students, who Arlene is, right? No. She was the ticket girl beginning of the movie, taking money. But what she did? No, we haven't said that. She was also in a little movie that Andy and I talked about in our first season called Trick or Treats. Yeah, one of Nick's favorites. Well, I liked it, but I didn't like the kid. Oh, right, Christopher. He made Damien from The Omen look like fucking, yeah. you know, like yeah. the <clears throat> fucking Arnold in different strokes, like a cute kid. Like, <laughs> this this kid in Trick or Treats was the final exam of kids. <laughs> he's, he's bad. He's a lousy he's, kid. But she was she, she was the, the babysitter yeah, the, the, in that the, movie. Yeah, the movie. The pretty babysitter with blonde hair. In this movie, she had black hair, right. uh, but she's trying to stop Jeremy. Jeremy. Uh, he's going to confront Mr. Johnson and give him a present. Yeah, and, he, he and, he, and he's like, me. and he also said, like, I want my money. Uh-huh. Call JG Wentworth. <laughs> um, but he does scream. He wants his money. <laughs> yeah. So he wants his money, and he wants to give Austin a present. Right. So is Jeremy the is killer? Jeremy the killer? We don't know. <laughs> um. We get he goes into the uh, the projection projector booth, and we start to see uh, a silhouette on the screen on the drive-in screen. It's a silhouette because someone's obviously in front of the projector, getting behind and drive-in would be behind. Would so be behind, behind the screen. Project- so, oh, it's behind the screen. So, so they're getting stabbed. Getting stabbed, and you can see it on the screen. You can see the shadows. So Arlene <clears throat> screams. The detectives are like, they're Holy just shit. driving up in their car, yeah. and they're like, "What the hell?" Yeah, no one else does shit. Like, I mean, the none people of the like, people oh. watching the movie care. And it's like a western. There's like cowboys and horses. On is the that screen. what the movie in that these whole movies where yeah. fucking Alan is so stoked on, and then Jim's date is like, Shh, "I love this." Part. Like, yeah. I mean, what wasn't it at one point like somebody super interested in the movie, and there's Pop Goes the Weasel was playing in the, in the background on the movie. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was like, are they watching like a little like, bunch of elves running around? I love woods? this movie. This is so good. I mean, but this is the one time where we actually see the movie that's playing at the drive-in, and it's a western. There's yeah. cowboys, there's horses, but we see a big old shadow of of uh, Austin Johnson. It's definitely Austin getting stabbed because he's a bald motherfucker. Yeah, and he's getting beard. stabbed, and he's so we assume it's Jeremy. We think it's Jeremy, and they're stabbing him. And the cops run in. Um, at gunpoint, they bust in. Austin's dead. Jeremy's not in there. Uh, they yell at the the gal to get on the PA and start having everybody honk their horns and flash their lights and make noise. And generally, I don't know what the purpose of that was. But she does. She gets on the PA and, and tells well, everybody yeah, to drive I mean, to do I that. It's, it's, this is what's crazy <laughs> to me is that no one was flipping up before. Arlene has to... Tell them. Tell them, hey, like, start honking at horns yeah. to... to, to to rough up the killer, to get out the killer. Right. We think it's Jeremy. There's another door in this room. Yeah. And they assume that Jeremy's in there. And they're at the door. You know, Jeremy, it's us. It's Mike and John. We're coming in. And they open the door, and there's Jeremy's Jeremy's dead body. So his we arm's know... missing, and there's a sword stabbed into his throat, and he's dead. And this is what pops up on the screen. Yeah, what does it say? The senseless bloodbath that gripped a California drive-in has spread to other theaters throughout the country. Authorities say there are no clues to the killer's identity and no end to the horror in sight. The killer could strike again, anywhere, anytime, 
who will be next. And we hear a what sounds like a, a, a voiceover of a PA. Oh, do you have it recorded? Yeah. Go ahead. Put it like how you said it. It's like War of the Worlds. They were like trying to paint the picture as this is a real thing that's happening and freak everyone out in the theater that there's a killer. Um, you're supposed to get scared. And How many people like, do you think bought it? Yeah, I don't know, because they roll credits. Yeah, they roll credits. Right so this. we did. this is the first one? This is the first time for Slash U? Yeah. Uh, no, no killer. No killer. We never saw the killer? Never. We don't know why they, who they are, we why saw, they're doing We only this. saw wielding. We saw the sword being yeah, wielding. wielding. That was it. We didn't see a hand. We just saw the sword itself. Yeah. And um we have no idea who it is. Uh they didn't they, they didn't get caught, got away. Could be anybody. But I would love to the end. <laughs> if if there was like I know like there's there's gotta be an article about someone who maybe is like 70 now or 60 or whatever and they were like we were there we saw it we knew it was fake but i mean it really does go from like this killer was never found we know it's a movie blah 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 but in the very beginning they also say this is true story like this really happened and yeah before you didn't you know no. even though in the very beginning of the movie it says it all uh, started on august 10th yeah but before they said names oh. of characters have been changed you know, yeah whatever so uh, but i just wonder like it was kind of cool i mean yeah. i you know, as most people can make fun of it being that trope, like, ooh, from going from that thing, like, I couldn't imagine someone that was, like, maybe 13 years old, 12, watching that and seeing that on the screen and reading that, then all of a sudden hearing of what they think is the manager of, of the theater they're in going, the killer's on the loose. The yeah. cops are, ah, I'm sure, like, what? I'm sure no. it had to get two or three people. Yeah, they probably fooled some folks. I mean, War of the Worlds, which was a radio Yeah, that show. was back in the day. Orville and, Wells. Uh, yeah, Orson Wells. And or that freaked people Orville. out. Orville Wells. Um, that freaked people out. Like, people thought that the Earth was actually being invaded by Martians. And um, you're right. That was a different story. Yeah. Oh, I'm just God. kidding. No, sorry, I'm just kidding. Don't kill yourself. Oh, shoot. We really, uh, yeah, but, uh, we really uh, screwed uh, this up. All this said, yeah, roll credits. So, um, wow, we're, we're way ahead of schedule. I know. It's great. You want to take a quick break? We'll recap the kills and we talk about our next movie. Text on Let's do that. All right. Be right back. Be right back. What's up, everybody? This is Travis. And this is Dalton. And we're, we're the, the Terror, Terror Twins, Twins Podcast. Podcast. Join us every Wednesday for your weekly dose of horror and cult classic cinema. Follow us on our nostalgia journey laced with over-the-top tangents. You can listen to us now at all of your favorite streaming platforms. And you can find us on Instagram at the Terror Twins Podcast. Do it now! I know sometimes I get through, Andy, but I don't. It's not professional. Here we are. And we're very professional. Here we, hey, professional. Did you play that Terror Twins podcast? You promo? just heard the promo for the Terror Twins podcast. Terror Twins podcast. Yeah. Dalton and Travis, our homies, our friends. Please go check out uh, Terror Twins podcast on Instagram. Terror, as it's spelled, T-E-R-R-O-R-T-W-I-N-S. P-O-D-C-A-S-T, Terror, Terror Twins Podcast. Dalton is a, a vegan as well, so I oh, think yeah. he would spank his spinach and not beat his meat. Giggity goo. There you go. Um, so definitely check them out. Uh, yeah, good guys. They are everything horror. Like, we focus on, like, one little bit of horror. They are everything horror. And they've really um, played up this uh, community. Yes. Since you and I first got going. Great like, call, Andy. They do so of, much for the yeah. horror community. Not just horror podcasts, but they do so much for the horror community. Yeah. Um, they will win a Slashy Award, <clears throat> I'm sure, coming oh, up. Oh, okay. So, we need to. Yeah. Before uh, Andy gets into the cliff, uh, sorry, the uh, kill count and the uh, movie we're going to watch next week, I, Andy and I really had a great time watching the trailer for this movie, a promo. And I know I brought it up on our social media. Yeah. They misspelled Massacre. So in, it was like, oh, drive in massacre, come check it out. It's right. fucking crazy. <laughs> and they spelled massacre wrong. Yeah, I think yeah. they uh, spelled it with uh, 
Yeah, uh, it's just one S. One S. Yeah. Mystery. Yeah. Like I, I just they let it go, and I know it's like nobody proofed it. I know you can like, find this on YouTube. Oh damn, it's spelled it. wrong. Oh damn, we don't have the budget to redo yeah. it. Oh, I guess it's gotta go. They did not have the budget to it's go back and say, it. "Hey, we need to we need to uh, fix this." Yep. Uh, something worth checking out. Uh, little quips and blips and trips that yeah, we if find. If you don't watch this movie, students, just go on YouTube and watch the trailer. Yeah, watch the trailer. Yeah, you'll get you'll get to delete. Uh, you'll get to meet Austin, yep, Jeremy, and probably the detectives, and that's really the all you um, fucking uh, psychiatrist is is in the trailer. I think he's like right at the start of that trailer, and he's in literally two minutes of this movie. <laughs> two minutes is a that's that's good, that's but, generous, uh, but yeah, yeah. So no, definitely go check out the uh, drive-in massacre promo. Hey, yeah. Andy, pretty so, fun kill count. What do we have? Uh, well, Alan. Uh, right at the start of the movie, was decapitated as he was reaching for the speaker. That's your dick, dick shot kill of the week. Dick, dick kill week. shot of the week. Alan's girl, who is no name, but she's just Alan's girl, was then subsequently stabbed in the throat. Uh, you have both David and Lori impaled with the same sword. That was my a dick kill a shot of the week. And his dick kill shot of the week. Hey, now. <laughs> then you have Kathy and Orville. We're both killed off screen while everyone was distracted with other things. Uh, we went back and Kathy, uh, Kathy was dead when the car backed up and her head fell off. And they went and grabbed Orville because he's a suspect, and he was dead too. God damn it! I know. And then you have uh, Austin Johnson, the uh, dickhead uh, drive-in manager, stabbed as a, a shadow silhouette up on the screen, projected for everyone to see as he's getting stabbed repeatedly yep. with the sword. Uh, and then, of course, prime suspect at that point was Jeremy. He was also dead, which is kind of sad. I'm yeah. actually sad about that. Yeah, Jeremy was, was a good guy. He was a sweet guy, wholesome guy, and his arm was cut off, and he was sort of um, pinned against the wall. He was fucked. He with got the fucked. sword. Yeah, a lot of blood. Yeah, he used a lot of blood. That was it. No, you one. missed one. Who did I miss? George Buck Flower, our insane oh, guy in right, the warehouse. Right, right. Andy, in the warehouse. sorry, he about got that. shot to death by the detectives. <sighs> you know what? Uh, you're right. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't write that one down because that scene was pointless. Yes, it and was. It bared no. It's good to have George in there, yeah. like, and his beautiful daughter. Nothing to do with the plot of our movie. Nothing at all. It's a red herring. It was a mislead. But there's nine, I think, right? Uh, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You are correct. Pretty average. Good. Not the most. Not the least. I like it. Good kills. Good um, I know we really don't say this a lot uh, at the end of our podcast, Andy, but go watch it. Yeah, go watch this If you one. consider yourself like a horror slasher fan, I yeah. mean, it's 70 minutes of your life. Drink a couple yeah. beers, hang out with the one you loves. This is a good... Uh, Definitely one to watch with friends. I it's a good think. candy bar movie. Yeah. No nutritional value, but fun. Hey. Yeah, candy bar. <laughs> I like that, Andy. That's good. Uh, next week. Next week. Uh, well, it's kind of spring break season. Yes. Right? And when you go on spring break, you traditionally stay in accommodations Airbnb. such as Airbnb, uh, hotel, or... Motels. Motel. We did Mountaintop Motel Massacre, of course. Yes, we did. Uh, this week, or for, for next week, we picked one called Motel Hell. Yeah. Oh, Andy, Motel Hell, you talking about the one from 1980? From 1980, available on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's a cult classic. Follows a fiendish farmer and his demented sister who prey on unsuspecting guests to their motel as the secret ingredient for their very special sausage. So we're going to have a little bit of cannibalism. This was and I was seven gross. years I was seven years old when this was released. Nineteen eighty? I mean, no, I was only two. Oh, I'm I don't know. I'm cool with my age. I'm I wasn't 47. born yet. Yeah, no, I yeah. was I was definitely born and uh, but wasn't watching horror movies at the time. But uh, I'm stoked for Motel Hell, brother. How about you? Give it a watch. I'm also stoked. I watched the trailer and uh, the vibe between this uh, farmer and his sister seems creepy. So. Yeah, I know. I'm really stoked on that. Yeah. Hey, man, we we we're only at an hour. Usually, we want thirty Perfect. minutes more. I love it. We're we, quick this week. We are quick this week. Uh, again, we have Andy's uh, wedding approaching here in June. Yeah. Um, so we still have a couple months. We're gonna have to start stacking. Yeah, we'll make. We can't. A we can't. We can't. We can't like do this silly little podcast when the marriage and the wedding is coming up. No. So. No, and we can't miss a week either. So yeah, we owe it to our students to keep the content coming. We'll definitely weekly. keep the content going. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna have to uh, bank a couple shows. Yeah, I think I would like to do. I've seen like some of our friends on the Instagram do a Q and A, or uh, okay. our friend Dana just or did a uh, like a kind of a countdown to like pick a movie. 
It's a good idea. So maybe if like we grab like eight movies and like see what we can get. But, uh, we could always do a like a follow up like secondary smaller episode on something we've already watched or. Um, what was the one with the uh, the punk kids that we? Yeah, shit. <laughs> class of eighty four. Yeah, class. Filmed that's right. We watched that movie. That's class of nineteen eighty four. Not gonna, a slasher movie. We're gonna start it. We, we should, should really think about, about that one. A Patron or something. Like Patreon. Patreon is the word. Patron. It's called Patreon. Patreon. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, with forty listeners. Hey, we're almost. Yeah. We're we're getting close to eight hundred followers on Instagram. So, uh, how can they Boobies. follow us on Instagram? Ooh, yeah, thanks, brother. Uh, Instagram <laughs> slash you underscore podcast. Uh, you can also email us at slash you podcast at gmail dot com. Send us your promos. Sure. Send or us your promos. We will play them. Suggestions for uh, movies, uh, thoughts and comments about the movies we've already talked about. Keep burping. It's yeah. cool. Oh, I'm sorry. You know how much I hate. You know how much I hate that. I'm so sorry. Also, could you do us a huge favor? I know you hate hearing this at every podcast that you listen to, uh, but you're if you hear it again, yeah, you're gonna hear it again because if if you don't give us a review, slash you will become crime true crime you. Ooh, so we don't want that. No, it'll be trash you. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, that was it'll loud. be trash you. But listen, <laughs> just kidding, uh, all like, you. subscribe, just... review. True crime podcasts are great. No offense. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of them and they're good. I've listened to several of them. They're really good. Uh, but, uh, uh, tell your friends yeah. and, uh, leave us a review and tell your friends, help spread the word. We're always welcoming new students. And, um, we look forward to doing this every week and thank you very much. And until next time, class dismissed. Class dismissed. Thanks for hanging out.